0: that's chumba dot No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions.
1: Eighteen plus. The volume podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Greetings from Troma. This is Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger. And uh, you know, folks, when we're not making those great Troma movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Return to Nutmeg High, Volume One and Volume Two, the Troma team and I like to kick back and listen to the best podcast in the world. The Showdown, because The Showdown is the most educational, the most emotional, and the most intelligent, and the most entertaining podcast in the entire world. Oh, shit! It's Gang Gangster! This is the Showdown Podcast. Those voices you hear are that of Coolio and Fatass LV. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Brad Scott. I'm joined live in the Miller Zoo by co host Corey Miller. Hello. And on one of the bottoms up Skype lines, bottoms up, draft beer warp speed, we have from White Ass Delaware, Vic Miller. What's happening? Now, Vic, don't let don't let your neighbors hear this playing too loud, or else they may come get you.
3: It's all right. My neighbor's black. It's all good. What? They There's two you, of us. They keep you guys right together? next door to each other. <laughs> right next door to each other. They keep you guys Only together? two in the neighborhood. <laughs>
2: we need we need to know where they are.
3: <laughs> Have them live they're next like, to out, each other. Watch out! Watch out for that corner of neighborhood. <laughs> when like when
2: you got to the town, they're like, "Oh yeah, your house will be the one next to the one with the giant cross in the yard." <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's my that's my neighbor's
2: on the other
4: side
2: <laughs> and that infectious laughing you hear on our other bottoms up skype line bottoms up draft beer warp speed we are pleased and honored this is this is a this is obviously a big deal for i think Corey even more than than anyone uh <laughs> I kind of feel like i kind of feel like when I was at that wrestling event and I got the wrestler to give my daughter a hug and give her a headband yeah I feel oh, like Corey is your or, uh, Dave is your Bailey
1: because
2: uh, right? he has been one of the, Corey has wanted this guest on the show since episode two. Was it two? I think so. Episode two. He was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing fine, Brad. But can we get uh, <laughs> can we get Dave on? We are honored to be joined. He's one of the best comedians in the world. He is by far one of the few truly smart, edgy comics we have left. He's not afraid to say what he means. And he is a uh, fill-in co-host all the time, a regular on the uh, Artie and Anthony show. And we are honored to be joined uh, here today by Dave Landau. Dave, how are you?
5: Yes. Oh, good. Thanks for having me, man. I'm in uh, Detroit with white neighbors.
2: (laughs) Wow, that is so weird. We got two black guys in Delaware and Dave surrounded by white people in Detroit.
5: (laughs) Well, we we do have some black neighbors, but immediately next door, it's all white.
2: (laughs) Ah, you've made it.
5: I know, right? You've truly made it. I'm in that that part of town.
2: Uh, I wanted to start this show a little weird. We're a movie podcast. Mm -hmm. We promise we'll talk movies. But there's something Corey brought to my attention before we started
1: recording. And and I'm regretting it.
2: Yeah, he's regretting it. But...
3: (laughs) It's that we need to talk about because this is See Corey, you open your mouth and
2: you insert know foot. I
1: thought this was just like an off air conversation, just you know, just kinda- I brought it to the table, baby.
5: And they brought it to the table. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna No, do. let's let's jump right into race. That's all we can
2: do about. Um So tell us everything you don't like about black people, Dave, and then Vic will get your response. Yes,
3: I'm Uh, waiting. Please, Dave, let me hear.
2: Here's here's what's going on. If you haven't seen it... I
5: think they have great phone manners right now.
2: If you haven't seen Chris Rock's new special, Tambourine, on Netflix, uh, it is available now. And if you're not familiar with Chris Rock's work, he's a little edgy. And he has uh, done a joke in this special that has enraged white people everywhere. And, Corey, tell him what he did.
1: Well, the joke was how he wished more. Was it he wished? Or he said he, th- he, he thought that there should be more white this kids This is how controversy
2: killed. gets started. I know it. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. That, was, actually how, how it that was my whole point was that's how it really <laughs> starts. Somebody hears a joke one way, and then when they re-describe it to somebody else, they they don't get it exactly yeah, right. But,
1: but in this case though, the the video evidence is there, and that's what that's what's being passed around.
2: Okay, so there's a 20 second clip. Let's not call the video the joke it's right. a 20 second clip of a joke from Chris Rock's new special, where he says he wants to live in a world of true equality. He wants to see just as many white kids get shot by the police as black kids. He wants no, to no, see... no, no.
3: Hold on, hold on. He oh. didn't say that. That's not the part that was there. They left out the part of of what the
5: context was. They just said he wants to see as many
3: white kids shot as black
5: kids. That's the whole point. Like, <laughs> no matter what they do now, is everything anybody says is out of context. Yeah, yeah, it's the. Biggest, it's impossible the to f- to find any news or anything where it's not just out of context.
2: Yeah, and the the bit though is essentially the whole bit because I've seen the whole bit. I've watched the special. I've seen it was one of the first jokes he does, is the idea that if we're gonna have true equality. They should have just as many white kids get shot by the police as black kids. He wants right. to see white mothers and grandmothers uh, on TV at funerals, crying, talking about justice for Daniel. He wants to—and uh, he, then it goes into, you know, if you're the police, if you're—like, why not? If you're going to be smart about it, why wouldn't you kill a white kid here and there just to try to even out the numbers? That's the joke. It I
5: feel have... like he could have found a funnier white name than Daniel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, like Bartholomew? <laughs> yeah, it's just lazy writing. And he's such a great writer.
5: But this you is... could have gone Skyler. You could have gone... A lot of names no, there. That's
2: a perfect point. That's how comics see that. That's where comics see the controversy in this joke. They're like, that's a shitty white name.
4: But it... <laughs> yeah, it's just
5: Daniel could very well be black. I mean, we're talking to a Vic. That's right. whiter than Daniel. You know what I mean? Like, my friend... Craig is like the blackest dude I know, but still like you need like the whitest name, you know
2: Well, it's just, it's becoming one of those popular things where everybody gets if you don't know Chris Rock's material This like if you or if you've been a fan of Chris Rock, I should say, you know You did not see this joke coming out of left field. I mean right. it made perfect sense He opened his HBO special bring the pain, which was basically his last shot to have a career in
5: 22 years thing. ago. Yes.
2: <laughs> and he yeah. opened it by doing a joke about the mayor of Washington, D.C., Marion Barry, getting caught smoking crack uh, with a prostitute. And he did that joke in D.C. where he right. filmed the special, and the special starts off with him getting booze. And he actually says, you can boo me all you want. You know I'm right. And then it turns <laughs> into applause. Like, that's what Chris Rock does. I don't understand... Why
3: people are so surprised? Well, not cool even he, that. Like he had he had a, um, a special he did. Like I think it was like nine years ago, where he literally, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, starts off by saying how uh, he doesn't trust white kids in schools. That's why he won't go talk talk in oh, yeah. schools. He's afraid he's gonna get shot up.
2: The the, the yeah the uh, <coughs> right that was right after
3: Columbine,
2: I yeah.
4: believe.
3: So it's, it's not like it's not it's not like it's something that, that's new for him. It's just that now they're gonna cut it up into bit bite size pieces to make him look as bad as possible.
5: Well, and that's what they're doing. Is I mean, when you write a <coughs> comic, you have to take you have to take both sides of the stereotype. So you're taking right. the black kills black stereotype, flipping it on its flipping it on its head, and having it be the white you know kills black stereotype, which is hilarious. Like that's the stance that he has to take to almost even the playing field before he gets into the darker part of that joke. Right. Well, but and- people are pissed because even though that special came out before the Florida shooting last week, uh, people are obviously thinking it's insensitive and was for some reason filmed and recorded and done nine seconds after. Because
3: <laughs> that. <laughs> that's how it's done on Netflix. Come on, <laughs>
2: exactly.
5: And he got. Oh a, yeah, it was live.
2: He got a. He got a call. It was like, "What? So my kid's been shot. Give I'm me-. <laughs>
5: on it." <laughs> Give Give me me Mr. Netflix. Get up.
3: He's got a red phone in his office that's called the White People Die Phone, and when the white kids get shot, that phone goes off. Give me Mr. Flicks. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Looks like I got a new bit.
2: (laughs) I just don't get the shock out of people. The same thing with the Tom Segura thing with saying the word retarded. Like if you if you know Tom Segura's comedy, he's on the edge. I mean, that's people do this at comedy clubs all the time. They walk out. Uh, they walk out saying that they were offended, and it's like, oh, did you not go to the the comedy club's website and look at who was going to be there? I mean, every comedy club in the world has a website where you can find out who's going to be there, watch clips of them uh, before well, that's you what, go.
5: Anytime anybody gets offended at one of my shows, I, it's, I just say, like, you could Google me. Like, it's not impossible. It's 2018. <laughs> There's not one, th- even the shit that I've done on, like, NBC... Uh, is like missing kid jokes. I was getting and, ready and to stuff, say you, you opened know, with like... one of
2: my favorite jokes in history on he opened the uh was it the eighth season, I believe, of Last Comic Standing National Television, not even not even like late. I think it was no, eight it was o'clock.
1: Primetime. I think it's prime time, yeah.
2: Yeah, prime time with a missing kid joke. And was told by Keenan Wayans, one of the judges, that gives him a legitimate chance on winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> So yeah, don't...
5: I mean, it's supposed to be irreverent. If you're because going to be irreverent, people, be that way.
3: People that understand comedy or people that get it in general aren't the people who are turning around and cutting up 20 second clips of a joke. It's just, I mean, if I, you could, uh, what was his name? Uh, who's the dude that dropped the end bomb?
1: Um, Michael Richards.
3: No, the other one. I know there's a bunch of them, but uh, from, um, from uh,
1: Seinfeld. Michael Richards.
4: Michael oh, Michael Richards. Richards. Is that Richards? I him? Right. I don't know. You know names. him as Kramer. Kramer. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so Kramer. So, like, if I were to go in and, and, and his joke and just dry and, like, clip that up into him, just drop it and just you know, blow it up. Yeah, nigga, this.
2: Then, well, of course, it's
3: going gonna, it's gonna to cause a huge catastrophe.
2: I'll actually say the Michael Richards thing is it's. It's a little indefensible because his wasn't a joke. Like, his wasn't a planned bit. Oh, no,
5: no. He was just his yelling response that word to black at black people. Audience. <laughs> right. Yeah. But <Like>, yeah. <laughs> it'd be very easy to cut that into a clip. You just have to watch what he did. Just
3: be like, right there and right there. We're good. But, like, it's just it's ridiculous for people to just be like, oh, yeah, well, Chris Rock is being completely insensitive. So it's like, no, like you said, this happened before, you know, the unfortunate event happened. So you can't – what, are you going to try to hold him to that? Oh, well, that's exactly how all black people – and that's the other thing is they're going to be like, well, that's how the black people feel about the situation anyway.
5: Well, I <laughs> th- and to think that that's not true, like, you know, and, and to put that on them, I've thought about sending my kid to a black school because I'm afraid of the white shooters. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's a dead serious reality that I've considered because in Detroit, it's become. I mean,
4: yeah, dude. But
5: when when I was a teenager and Columbine happened, it shocked the world. Now it's got to be like more than a baker's dozen to even make national news. What's well, why? What, Eighteen. It's psychotic. Eighteen. Yeah, it 17, this year? At
3: the, Seventeen at the time. Eighteen at this point. Yeah. That's it. well, and the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 13 still in critical it
2: can't possible. be it can't be insensitive to the florida shootings because he's not talking about school shootings no. first of all he's talking about white right. kids being shot by the police and his point is not i wish the police would shoot more white kids it's look at how many black kids they shoot you would think they would throw in a white kid to balance it out to just try well, to play a rapper... off the racism. Sorry. no go ahead
5: Sorry, I, but there's a rapper, and I you might know who it is, who did a video where it is every single situation where black kids were shot, but replaced them with white kids. And uh, I can't think of who did the video, but it's really jarring when you look at it through that perspective, when it's completely flipped on its head, and you have to look at it through like you know three black cops running up and shooting a white kid in about yeah. twelve different situations. It's it's something to pay attention to.
3: Well, shit, Eminem said, uh, you know, a kid uh, with Columbine happens and now it's a tragedy. Like that whole thing, that's a true statement. Like, okay, so we see these kids, we see kids die every day. Uh, Black kids in communities die every day and it doesn't make the news unless there's like a major reason like cops were involved or something like that. But Columbine happens and it's all over the place, which obviously it should be. But you don't give as much, you know, coverage to the everyday tragedies that are happening until it affects their community. And now it's a problem. So, well, the good it's thing what is, it is
2: we do have progression because we've gone from blaming Marilyn Manson to blaming Chris Rock. <laughs> so <laughs> at least we've stepped up in that direction. We've gone from no, blaming a true. white rocker to a black comic.
5: So well, what I you're actually... saying is we're going backwards, kind of like how we used to how we used right. to blame play, black people's music for white kids doing drugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I just I just saw a, a thing come over my um over my YouTube feed that said um, that the new game Fortnite is responsible for uh for the shooting in Florida now too. So they're still going the same route. Everyone's to blame except for the person that did it. And then and then on top of that, they go from uh, mental health issues instead of terrorism. Um, again, it just becomes a
5: thing. There is that element though, where the kid, I mean, the kid's parents had just, our mom had just died. So he was living with somebody else. He was living with a couple that kind of had adopted him. And they said when in the interview, like they had no idea they were living with a monster. And it's like, okay, so the kid seemed mentally, uh, you know, unsettled. So you had him move in with you and you knew his mom just died. So he suffered some kind of great loss mentally and you had no clue that there might be something going on.
4: Yeah. Like, that
5: doesn't make any sense. Like, it, clearly, if something's going on with the kid, you know, if somebody dies who you're close to, th- then something's already happened. So nobody talked to him. Nobody cared. And this is the end result of it. I'm not blaming the people watching him. But, I mean, this is a parent, you know, this is a parent problem all the way yeah, down. It's a, it's, the a a
3: guardian, it's a guardianship issue on top of that. Because one, how did you not know he had an AR-15 in your house?
1: Yeah, exactly. two. Right.
3: Um, two. This wasn't like it just like his mom died and then he broke and went after these people. He's been planning this shit from before his mom passed away. Like this hadn't like I don't think the trigger was his mom, you know, dying necessarily. It was just a matter of this kid was unstable. To start with, and then nobody did anything about it. And yeah, his mom passing away, I think, is is a contributor. When My mom passed away. I didn't walk into a high school and start shooting people.
5: So, no, I mean, I walked <laughs> in, but I, I I only hit a janitor.
3: <laughs> I went to I went to a high school that was predominantly black. We had uh, they had metal detectors up, so we couldn't. Get I them. thought you were gonna say <laughs> everybody else was already strapped.
5: <laughs> yeah, you don't I went to shoot French up, you don't shoot up a black
3: school, because everyone else is armed and ready to go. So. <laughs>
5: I went trench coat shopping, but it was really pricey. <laughs> and I don't have enough money for bullets.
2: <laughs> That's a, it's, it's kind of the, it's the rich white uh, couple thing, though, where they just kind of like, oh, hey, sweetie, what are you doing with all those guns and school plans? Great. I got nothing, yeah. Mom. All right, well, your dinner's almost ready.
5: Pizza rolls Why are, you are on, on the, the
3: counter. counter? Why do you have yeah. the, uh, the school floor plan?
5: Yeah, can you drive me to City Hall to do some blueprint shopping?
4: <laughs> oh, I'm,
5: sure. I'm glad you're taking such an interest in
4: architecture.
3: <laughs> Why do you have red X's over all of the entry and exit? <laughs>
5: Do you think that garbage can is the bomb? Is that like your favorite one? Is that
3: what's going on? Is that is that how that has that how the kids say it these days? <laughs> All right,
2: on the happier things. Besides Hold on, from... I
3: got one more question for you guys yeah. about this whole thing. I've had this conversation like a hundred times. So you know how they have those um the the school shooting like fire alarm things, like where they if there's a school shooting, this is what you should do.
1: Oh, yeah. like, no, I didn't does
3: know. this seem ridiculous to you? Because basically the kid that does the shooting is probably there for that and knows exactly what everyone's doing. Yeah, you're giving like, away the secret. I don't understand. Like, like,
4: I
5: used to do a bit about it actually years ago when it first happened. I did it on Comedy Central on a show called Live at Gotham, and they actually cut it out because Virginia Tech happened the day before it aired. Oh. But but it was all about how ridiculous it is Because in my school it was like Alright, lock the door, get under a desk right. And just wait until the police come And it's like, so you want us to just be sitting ducks? Like, right. if I hear bullets I'm shoving people I'm running <laughs> to a window
3: <laughs> like, like, my black like, ass is out a window somewhere I don't care if it's a second story or not I'm going I am imag-
2: I imagine window. Vic leaves the room Like the Kool-Aid man enters it <laughs> Like, all of a sudden you just hear bullets oh, yeah! Oh yeah! Oh.
4: Oh, shooter. <laughs> <laughs> no shooter. No,
3: that's oh, for sure. Every in there will be running right after me. Yeah, so I want to hear.
1: It. <laughs> I'd be throwing like a yeah. desk through the window and then just going out. It's like the, the only time you could get away with something like that.
2: The key in that situation is you don't have to be the fastest. No, you, you just know. have Shut to be faster, faster than, one other than the person. person next to you. you well,
5: and the, and the black Corey. kid's got to be careful, because if he comes running out, the cops are going to be like, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> there he is.
3: you hobble Corey and you're good. That's all you got to do. Get him in the ankle. He goes down. You keep going. You know, you're good to go. You got to
1: catch me.
2: By the way, do you know that's the number one insult from a black guy to a white guy on PlayStation Online?
4: What? every time
2: what? i'm playing uh nba 2k and a white guy and a black guy start fighting the white guy will always tell say like to the black guy that he's a criminal or he's gonna go to jail or get shot by the police and the black guy always fires back with whatever you school shooting motherfucker <laughs> 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 so that's like the that's like the go-to because uh, i mean as, I, I think as a black person you want that like when you see the school shooting you're just like please let Please let him be white.
3: Well, it's, the only, it's the only thing we got. No, I know. I'm what the have, same what way. What we got? <laughs> Ser- you got serial
2: killers and school shooters.
3: Yeah,
5: that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't be, yeah, you definitely can't have somebody, yeah, yell some horribly. They're going to get shot by a cop, and you're like, well, you, you have no rhythm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: dance like a white boy.
5: Yeah, it's like- <laughs> All right, let's... uh, There's a very slim chance you're going to play professional basketball.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hit him where it hurts.
4: You're
5: only playing this because you can't
3: play
5: basketball.
2: (laughs) All right, so let's talk to Dave. Uh, Now, you actually have made a movie. I did. Surprisingly, out of the four of us on this show right now, there are two filmmakers, and uh, only one of them's made a film in the past decade.
1: That's not true. That's not true. I
3: made two films over the past <laughs> two years, sir. Thank He you wasn't very
1: much. even thinking of you. <laughs> I was talking about well, that's, Corey. Why, that's why I'm like how
3: I'm like how does he get two when but, I've actually done it. Corey the was past supposed years? that was his
2: whole gimmick on the show. Was he's the director, <laughs> he's the filmmaker.
1: I he hasn't so worked in 10 years. It's been less than 10 years. <laughs> when, how long? It was maybe I think we produced that maybe 6 years ago. Okay.
3: Yeah, he did he did his daughter's uh, project, remember? Oh, and
1: I did that one afterwards. Yeah, so okay. there's that too, so. Dave did, made, a, made a movie called The King.
2: And it is hilarious. I did. It is basically... In anything we've done. <laughs> it is Menace to Society meets Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
5: All That's right. a good way to put it, yeah.
2: Um, tell So you filmed the entire movie in Detroit.
5: Uh, yeah, I shot it all in Detroit in 13 days because... There's not really a lot of police, so you can just go and do stuff without permits.
3: <laughs> so there was guerrilla style. Hold on, you can, because I did that and we got pulled over. <laughs> in Detroit? No, in Indianapolis. Wait, wait oh, well, no, that's they'd why. be fine.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah,
0: on, Vic. Sure.
1: Hold in on, Detroit, on.
0: you'd be fine.
1: Vic, I got to ask you what, what happened? Uh, so, I'm, I'm seriously curious okay, about so- this.
3: So it wasn't it wasn't probably the best situation, but basically we were doing a drug deal scene. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Vic. So, so well, it's part of the movie. Shut up. (laughs) So there's a guy standing next to this building, and this other dude. These three. There's three teenage kids in like a school uniforms walk up to this dude, and they're sitting there talking to him, and we're recording it. And then the dude pulls out. Okay, so he pulls out a gun. You can't <laughs> see it like you cannot, you literally cannot Wait, see the gun the the guys, in the, the, the guys in the scene are they white or black? They're black. Okay. Of course. Vic, so, I mean, Vic, I got to ask, so... did you have
1: did you have, uh, somebody, that <laughs> did you have uh, somebody that held on to the gun in between takes? Yes. And yes. so you guys What color you,
2: were they?
3: <laughs> he
1: was white
2: of
4: course <laughs>
5: I'm smarter than I look dude <laughs> so go ahead yeah. so you're filming the scene Very, guy pulls up so they don't want to give one black friend <laughs> eight guns <laughs> <laughs> right
3: <laughs> So we're filming the scene, right? The and then, then like a lady comes out, and she's like, blah, 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 "These people, yada yada." And then, because then the scene is basically the drug dealer like yells at the kid, and the kid just starts running. We're in the back of a, of this of this truck, and we're filming driving away, and this kid is chasing the car because we needed a motion a motion shot. And uh, there's a guy standing behind him, and basically you hear bop, bop. Because he's making the noise, so the kid kind of jumps a little bit while he's running. Uh Yeah, and and cops showed up.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need. I kind of feel like they were in the right. (laughs) I
3: mean, it was like literally when they showed up, there was literally nobody on the street. We found the most desolate, like back, like no one lived there. Like there was the old the houses, like three or four of the houses on the far end of the street were were lived in, but like the eight after that were all like old. Houses, condemned houses. There was like an old business at one end that wasn't it. And it was like an alley streetway. So it wasn't like you could see, really see anything going on. And then you have right. a bunch of people with cameras, literally like big cameras, a boom mic. Like you can tell that this is not something really going on. Unless right. drug dealers have gotten really sophisticated where they just play it off Like they're filming a movie. That would be brilliant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every like drug dealers is scene seen.
3: Major. So cops roll up. They squawk us, and we're like, they're like, hey, what's going on over here, blah, blah, blah. We have we have reports of, of things going on. I forgot exactly what he said. I'm like, yeah, who reported that exactly? And we told him what was going on. He's like, well, all right, well, you guys just be careful, and he drove off. So, But I was real quick to not go anywhere near dude with the gun,
4: though.
3: <laughs> yeah, and no, like, yeah that's 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 a 375 pound black man he looked dangerous shoot him now and we'll ask questions later so
2: (laughs) and that scared vic all the way to delaware (laughs) and i
5: left see (laughs) see we only got caught uh we only got bothered by cops once and it was for the dumbest thing we were standing this was when we went back to the suburbs and we were filming this scene where everybody says goodbye at the end of the movie And the girl is wearing almost nothing just because of what happens throughout. Like, she's just very, she's in, like, leather and, you know, uh, fishnets and stuff. And the cops pulled up two cars. And got out because they thought we were filming a live porno movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: out on the street. <laughs>
5: out in, in the busiest section of this area. They thought we were next door to a place called Lou's Pet Shop filming a sex. <laughs>
2: what was the toughest part of filming? For me? Yes.
5: Oh, the car scenes like buying a convertible and shooting in the convertible to get sound and everything is really stupid We learned that immediately.
4: Mm, Yeah Yeah.
5: Very very difficult
2: So what did you have to do? How did you improvise?
5: We had to dub all the audio later and it's very very difficult, especially in the car Uh, We had to do a lot of sound editing, which is just a pain in the ass So we had to go back and redo everybody's lines, re-edit them in, have them do it perfect It was very difficult. Like, that was hard. And then when we filmed the dope house scene, that took an entire day. That was really difficult because we had everybody sitting around in, like, 90s attire with guns and (laughs) all that stuff. The only thing is, is we didn't, get bothered by the cops because we were filming in a real drug house. In a run- <laughs> They're like, all I those was... white guys in that drug house over there, that's nothing strange. Well, no, no, what's <laughs> weird is it was mainly black dudes and then me in juggalo paint. So I remember I was standing outside holding an automatic shotgun with two, in juggalo attire with two other black dudes uh, both holding handguns. And this little girl came by in a bike and was just like, hey, everybody, like, you, like you, we well,
3: that's
4: not
5: strange. Yeah, that's not weird. Just a, a guy with a gun and clown paint.
3: Hey, another day in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny wh- like
5: that in the hood sometimes. Yeah, it's just sort of it. That was definitely difficult to, to pull that off because it, it, that scene has a lot of special effects and a lot of. Like we really did a lot of stuff having no idea how it would look. And fortunately, we had such a good editor and director that he was able to uh put in all the CGI later that makes it all come together really incredibly.
2: Uh what what so you grew up in Detroit. What were yeah. what It had to be tough because you were you were a white kid in Detroit shortly after the white flight, right?
5: Well, I grew up uh I went to Gross Point North, which is a predominantly white school. My house is on the border of Gross Point, which is an enclave of the city, but uh it's a mixed school, I would say, so no, it wasn't hard to be. I mean, it wasn't hard to be. It's it's never that hard to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Does that sound bad? You, I you, know, right?
2: I, it's amazing the area he's right talking Vick.
3: about. <laughs> I never have those problems.
2: It's amazing yeah. the area he's talking about because I've seen it. And it's incredible. You go from like one of the worst ghettos in the country to just one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the country. And it's almost like looking at
1: Oz. That's kind of like like how downtown is a little bit, too.
3: Man, that poor kid that lives right on that line...
1: That's me. That was days. No, that was I days. I'd
2: sitting why there I said. like,
3: man, one you, block over.
2: <laughs> you may have gone to the Gross Point North, but you spent a lot of time in Detroit, right?
5: Well, no, I spent most of my time. Well, yeah, because I was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and I didn't really go to class, and I was a raver. So, yeah, most of my time was spent in Detroit.
2: And that's the stuff I want to talk about. What was the most fun? Okay. What was the most fun at that point? Like, what was the peak moment of fun? Because I mean, I'm sorry, that sounded to me awesome
1: going to raves raves
2: drugs
5: uh yeah not really i mean uh, you know you you know my story by the time i was 21 i was arrested 12 times and then uh you know moving on from that i i was definitely an addict and an alcoholic and i wrecked like every car i ever got behind the wheel in so yeah some days were fun
2: (laughs) well i (laughs) want to hear about the fun time the fun times what were uh what were those like
5: I mean the best. I kind of grew up in a in a sense where there was it was anarchy. I, I mean, I lived in a place where you could go into a very bad neighborhood and party all you wanted. Then you could end up at like the richest auto money, you know, kind of kid's house where it's just everybody doing cocaine and they're allowed to do whatever they want because their parents don't give a shit. They just had them as trophies. So you <laughs> kind of grew up in this thing where everything was very easy easily accessed anything that you wanted you could get your hands on so i was a uh, you know i was a dealer i was uh a partier and i mean i've uh, yeah I, I think i've had an interesting life you know i've seen cops wrestle a drug dealer's alligator um i've
2: seen <laughs> wait 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 don't just gloss over that first of all first of all this was in detroit and the drug dealer had an alligator
5: Oh, dude! Cocaine dealers always have exotic <laughs> pets. You know how many times I've looked at—I've had to compliment a komodo dragon. So <laughs> where they hide their stash. they would be like, if you want to get to my right. shit, you got to get past my alligator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Was that. it like a
2: full-grown alligator? <laughs>
5: Dude, they catch dude, they catch tigers and cheetahs and shit in Detroit that escape dealers' basement <laughs> way more often than they should. So, like, and usually the, this cheetah's terrified. It's just like this is uh this is rough. <laughs> it just it just bothers me how easy it is for people to get a cheetah, but that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> No, my buddy, who was a dealer, he was our Coke dealer, and we went over to his house one day, and we were all inside just doing a bunch of lines at, like, you know, 11 in the morning, because we're all good people, <laughs> and uh, the cops start banging on the door, so we run upstairs in his house and pretend we're not home,
4: and he starts
5: walking to the garage, and he's just like, yeah, they're probably here for my alligator, and we're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I, I, I keep an alligator in there. I feed it like rats and pizza. That was what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's
3: like did he, it's did like he, I got a lion to protect my stash. Did he think exactly. that the alligator
2: was one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
3: <laughs> like, it'll I
2: eat dude, pizza. And, right, I'll throw it on skateboard I, I, to keep it entertained.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gave it a, a sigh and a bow. <laughs> alligator like, just looking at me like, what the fuck do you want me to do with it? Exactly <laughs> so. Are those nunchucks? I don't have some. What are
3: you doing? I can't hold this.
5: And these so eye I'm holes on this put...
2: mask are all wrong. Yeah.
5: I was going to say, so I trying to put eye holes on a blindfold over my face. <laughs> <couch. laughs> alligator. Alligator. So, so we're all looking inside and uh, we're all looking outside and then all of a sudden two cops come out and they're just like wrestling this giant alligator with like they have uh, one of the poles around its face, you know, yeah. and the other one's trying to keep it from the back, and they're just, like, fighting it all the way into the paddy wagon. And then they just leave – su- <laughs> they left a warning on his front door, what? like, not even like,
4: – You're not
5: next.
2: Even, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, not allowed... I'm guessing, like, a government warning. Not like, I are going
5: to – Dude, it was <laughs> – he, but that's what you, the meant, thing, right? went into the... you meant, right? You mean like that? they left,
2: they left like a like a like a warning, like a government warning, like like a warning you would get for a speeding ticket, not a warning. The cops were like left a note, like in with newspaper clippings saying you're next, because that's what Corey thought. Yeah, you meant Wait, no that... man,
5: like no man, like a warning, like his signal was out.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corey thought yeah. you meant like the cops were warning him, like you're next, buddy. Like it was in, you know, I imagine like magazine paper clippings.
5: We've got no, your no. gator. We're coming for you next. Yeah, it was like a citation. <laughs> yeah. We know you got blow in there. We got your gator. First gator is a
2: $250 <laughs> fine. Second time we get you with a gator is $500 in community service.
3: Dude, so you yeah, know cops cop walk up to people's house and they're like, oh, could you please put your dog away? Like, dude, can you
5: please put your gator away?
4: <laughs>
5: they were probably kind of happy nobody answered because I'm sure they have had a fight with guys who were like, no, man, that's my cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a dog. Yeah, you ain't taking my cat. <laughs> that is the one
2: time where you could say cops aren't paid enough.
5: <laughs> because if of I'm course. those cops,
2: what? I'm like... A fucking gator? No.
3: Dude, do you know? know I'm times... surprised the cops went and did it because usually animal control, that poor animal control guy's like, a gator? <laughs> I ain't Going fuck you.
5: Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there no. was at least twelve phone calls before <laughs> they were
4: like, all <laughs> right.
3: That mailman, they're like, he's like, dude, they have a gator in their front yard. I'm not delivering the mail.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just leaves it on the and sidewalk. We, uh... <laughs> And we just like I remember when they took it out and they took off we just looked at each other and I I I just said out loud I was like I guess they just wanted your alligator let's keep doing coke. <laughs> and then later on we went outside just to see and we go in and he had two bait he had two baby pools surrounded in chicken wire and that's where he kept it.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> and that oh. gator was
5: pissed. Yeah, it was mad. You should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you've now actually,
2: and it's amazing to have a story like that. You're now, I would say, probably one of the best recovery comics uh, oh, in thanks, the country. Man. And you, you travel essentially, you have huge followings uh, city to city. Uh, what has that been like to go from that lifestyle to now, uh, you know, your, 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 your primary focus through a lot of your act is focused on your recovery from that?
5: Uh, well, uh, artistically, I really enjoy it because I'm bringing in truth from my life and I'm saying stuff on stage, even to a room of people drinking that everybody can relate to because everybody either has done drugs, knows somebody who's on drugs, has been on a weird experience with them or has had a DUI or a weird... Like, I think everybody's had bad drinking nights. I don't even know how you wouldn't. Um, so just doing that is artistically satisfying. But going to rehabs and doing those shows, uh, I really love because... You're kind of giving people a little bit of hope that they can look at you and see that they can actually go a different way if they just try. And I mean, a lot of the people now that I do that I see in rehabs, the next time I see them or they write me, they're stone sober or they die from this opiate epidemic. You know, so it's just nice to know that every now and then you can help one person feel like they're not a piece of shit and that they have a second chance is, I guess, the way I would put that. That's kind of a a rewarding thing.
2: Absolutely. And you're going to be appearing on Comedy Central's This Is Not Happening, uh, which is becoming a very popular show. I mean, it's becoming the new kind of at midnight for Comedy Central, where it's people that are in comedy and and now even people beyond that follow stand up are, you know, watching this show. It started with Ari Shafir and, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, Steve Simone, was on a previous season. And now, I mean, I think, honestly, Roy Wood Jr. taking it over takes it to another level because that guy hmm. is the next Stephen Colbert, it feels like, for Comedy Central. It feels like they're grooming him to take over that next role. So I think the show is I feel
5: like the Daily Show should be his. Maybe I'm not allowed to say that. No, I think he's just the best. And uh, yeah, I think I think Roy Wood is a fantastic comic and I think he's a great comic of somebody who's kind of clean, but still manages to be very, very irreverent with his political views.
2: Well, and he's a comics comic. I mean, the guy—the oh, yeah. guy two years ago, uh, I want to say less than two, within the past two years—stopped by Crackers to do the open mic. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to fucking go up after him because everyone <laughs> everyone else was terrified too. It's so like, he hello, just folks. popped in um,
3: today on the stage. <laughs> well, no, they,
2: he just popped in like literally. I was over in the sound booth with uh, the guy that was running the open mic. And they just go, hey, uh, Roy Wood Junior's on his way, and he wants to do some time. So can can you get him up? And he's like, yeah. And then like the person that was following, it was like their first time on stage, doing three minutes. So he's like, mm. fuck. So after five <laughs> other people refused to do it, I was like, all right. I wasn't even supposed to do time, but I mean, the dude's amazing. Like that's a comics comic. Dave, you fall into that category as well. Because here's the thing. And Thank you. He's gonna get uncomfortable as I say this, but
4: Dave, I am already.
2: Dave is a guy, though. <laughs> when you because our audience is familiar with you. They've heard your voice on uh, our opening mm-hmm. telling us not to mention your name. I think that was directed at Corey. <laughs> but when you ask comedians around the country, if the name Dave Landau comes up, it's one of the few names that comes with nothing but positivity and respect. I have not met one person who's had a bad thing to say about Dave. And it's also because Dave is the type of person where if you're a nice human being, it doesn't matter how good you are on stage, if you're a nice human being, uh, you could be an MC in Wichita and if you're a nice person And you're a decent person By the end of the week Dave's gonna be like Hey Whatever you need I'll you know Let me know If you need to use my name For anything You got it But if you're a piece of shit Horrible human being He still holds a grudge <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I, I love do. about him Because I'm the same way <laughs> And we've been in situations Yeah for a long time We've been in There was one situation I won't mention the guy's name But we were in a green room And uh, The other comic Like Said something to Dave Said something to you About like one of your jokes Or something He's like uh, he because this is a new thing with new comedians. They like to talk shit to comics they never met because they feel like that's the way that they get accepted.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, so he said something uh-huh. he was just really shitty, but it was like if if you didn't if you weren't like in comedy, it would maybe seem benign because he was kind of like, hey, you know this this one joke of yours I liked. I mean, I didn't like the rest of your set, but this one joke I liked. Right? He's trying to like fit in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember this, right? And as soon as he walked yeah, out of the green him. room. Dave just looked at me and he's like, did like you them. hear that? And I was like, that was a fucking dick move. Like, we both immediately were just, like, <laughs> latched on to, like, what a fucking asshole. Like, you haven't even said hello. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're critiquing the act of the guy who's going up after you for a reason. <laughs> so it's just, he's one. that's why he's one of my favorite people to work with because we both hate the majority of people for the same reason.
5: <laughs> well, I just don't like a lot of comics. I think that they're all kind of just... Uh... Narcissistic egomaniacs who <clears throat> have no self-awareness, and I don't. I don't like being around them. Yeah, it's them. always
1: like a game. Vic, <laughs> did you just cough Brad's name?
3: <laughs> did you hear what Landau just said? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Damn it, Vic! I'm not, I'm not referring mainly. That to was Brad. pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, Brad is way too insecure to be egotistical. But, oh, absolutely.
4: Uh, that's
5: Because Brad
3: thinks everybody hates him. I do. As, Except for Dave. Dave is like
2: the only guest I think we've ever had where I'm like, oh, he won't hate me by the end of the episode. He's like, he's like, I don't know.
3: Did you guys feel like that guy hated me? We're like, no. He's like, no, no, no. no I'm, I think he Go hates me. Go back like, and
2: listen to episodes. Okay. <laughs> Carl Doniger yeah. hates me oh
3: The head God. of Indie PopCon yeah, hates me And
2: he's coming back on the show So I'm going for redemption the whole episode I'm just going to try to win over Carl It's going to be my yeah, entire I really hope,
5: mission I really hope Brad's dad's happy About that leaving choice Because it's left a trail the tears <laughs> He thinks everybody just dislikes him and wants to abandon him. He's no sense of self worth. It's why I just—it's
2: why I sleep in a little ball curled up outside Dave's hotel door where we work together, just so that motherfucker can't leave me on Friday.
3: Now uh, I understand. True. Now I understand where the angst came from when I moved to White-Ass, Delaware. <laughs>
2: uh, no, I will say one of my favorite experiences working with Dave is when uh, Dave goes at a rude audience member. And it's a guilty pleasure because I know how much he hates it because every comic hates it. But he's so damn good at it. Uh, we Dude, did that's
3: it. my favorite part of comedy is watching an idiot go at an asshole.
5: <laughs> I had it happen last night.
2: Oh, tell us, please.
5: <laughs> I, I can't remember everything I said. It was a drunk woman at a high-end wine bar. So. Shocking. If if you want to talk about white, uh, which I was about to say, was she
3: white, and was oh. there privilege involved?
5: Oh my god! <laughs> Is there anything more uh, privilege than a rich white woman? I think yeah.
2: sounds white.
5: Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a woman, who got a gluten allergy and a Range Rover on the same day. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, which, she by was way, shouting the worst. stuff at the. Yes, no, they're the worst people. Well, because they won't be quiet, like. If you tell them to be quiet, they then don't understand why they're not the point of interest, and then they get louder
4: yeah.
5: so she was definitely uh I don't know, she was probably in her fifties, and her husband's been banging her secretary for the last you know <laughs> however long and she was just at that point in her life where she's just you know a wine drunk locally, but still thinks she's hot, and just she yelled, "You're fat at the comic in front of me uh. and then by the time I got on stage. I don't remember everything she said, but when she got up to leave, I was like, yeah, just open the door like that, like you open your legs for every guy you've ever (laughs) laid eyes on. And I just kept saying different stuff. And then uh, she she yelled something like, I would never let uh, you fuck me. I'm like, why would I want to fuck you? You're clearly a tranny. And (laughs) And that's when she decided to pull her pants down and show everybody in the room that she had a vagina. So I was like... (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, she like, checkmated we... you. Money well yeah. spent,
3: ma'am. Money well spent. Or, sir. Money well spent, yeah, right sir. Exactly. <laughs>
5: and that's what I said. I was like, wow, they did a pretty okay job like that, but it's still you can tell it was a dick. And, uh, when are you going in for made... the Adam Adam's
3: app collaboration? Uh,
5: yes, of course. And then I was uh, I kept making jokes about, are we near a harbor? Or do you guys have a fish in the back that's going bad? <laughs> or, you know, I made about five of those jokes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole place is going crazy but a guy that knew her was in the crowd he just goes that's enough he's like, are you <laughs> talking are you talking to me and he's like yeah i go so i got up on stage to entertain everybody she started yelling at me like a fucking mannerless animal and you're gonna take her side because i just happen to be doing my job and the guy's like no, you're right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, said you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, touché, yeah. It's
5: sir, like... <laughs> no, that's true. I guess I didn't notice the fact that you were just trying to talk to people when a lunatic was yelling at you. <laughs> <What>? And <laughs> just the fact that you're like, Oh, she's pulling out her vagina, I think I should come into her defense. She's <laughs> obviously <laughs> <in> the right. <laughs> but yeah, when you break somebody personally just by looking at them and dissecting them it's a lot of fun the problem is now is people don't identify when they're acting up and they don't know how to identify like They just don't want to accept any responsibility for their own actions. So they Mm. keep fighting and causing a scene and then they go on Twitter and then they go to Yelp because for some reason, the same assholes that write Yelp reviews are the ones that yell at comedy clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who wants to write a review about a local McDonald's is the kind of dick who doesn't (laughs) know how to behave for 90 minutes.
2: And it's, I'd say it's probably one of the, uh, it is one of the most fun parts about being a comedian. Like it's something. It's like it's kind of like going to the dentist. You hate when it ha- like when you know it's gonna happen. When you can start to see it coming. When the person's you know starting to kind of pipe up. But once you're in it and you're done, you're like, oh, that was fine. My new thing is uh, my big one is I always I go with uh, there's two there's two insults, depending on if the person is thin or bigger. If they're thin, I go with whatever celebrity they kind of resemble. With AIDS.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So like. Sure, sure. Uh, the, when I did uh, a show in uh, Cleveland uh, a couple months ago. this uh, I do a joke about race. And right before I even got to like the whole white men can't jump. Black people can't swim. Before I even got to that part. This guy just stel- yells out of the crowd. Goes, you're not funny. And it sounded just like that.
4: <laughs> and then I was like, who
2: said that? And this real old white haired skinny white dude stands up. And just goes, you're not funny. You're a racist. And then raised his right fist in the air. And I go, oh, come on, man. You can't do the black power salute. And he goes, the black power fist is the left hand. You don't know shit. And the whole, <laughs> the whole crowd goes, "Ooh!" like that was this big burn. And I was like, relax, guys. If I, if I, to be fair, I don't know shit because I wasn't born at the dawn of time. And then I called him Larry King with AIDS. <laughs> oh, no. But if the person is bigger, that the AIDS doesn't work as well. So then you just change it to with Down syndrome. <laughs> and those are my new two. I always throw instances. in
5: type 2 diabetes. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah.
2: Diabetic yeah. blah, blah, blah. Celebrity is a good mm-hmm. one, too.
5: Sit uh, down, sir, before you lose a toe. <laughs> like, I had one guy who heckled me once who had a very small mustache, and he weighed about 400 pounds. And I was like, you look like instead of killing Jews, Hitler just wanted to eat cake. <laughs> and just as simply as that's put, that really makes people laugh very hard. <laughs> Because the guy's kind of just sitting there, like, I I do look like that.
3: (laughs) Well, sir, you've cut me to the quick. I I will sit down now. (laughs) Yeah,
5: he's like, like, it is true. I am the only person left with a toothbrush mustache, (laughs) and I decided to yell at a show. Well,
2: him him, him and Michael Jordan on a
3: Haynes commercial. (laughs) Did you ever see
1: that?
5: Yes.
3: It yes. doesn't come across as Hitler, though, on a black guy so much. Nah, it's still Hitler. It's, yeah. <laughs> it still looks like
2: it, wanted, it wants to kill Jews. Um, and on that note, let's take a quick... Corey's giving me the sign. Let's give, take a quick social media break, and we'll be right back to talk dangerous minds with our guest, Dave Landau. You're listening to the Showdown Podcast. After
4: these messages, we'll be right back.
1: All right, it's commercial time. Corey, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO All right, Vic.
3: You can find me at MillerKing51 on all social media. And also as Black and Angry, that's B-L-A-Q, the letter N and angry on all gaming platforms. And you can find me at
2: bradscottcomedy.com, link to social media, uh, follow at bradscottcomedy.com. And you can listen to Wrestlemania, Corey and I's comedy-oriented professional wrestling podcast. Comes out weekly. Wrestlemania. That's Wrestlemania with an A. Wrestlemania. It's not pro wrestling talk. It's sports entertaining.
1: And Corey? And Vic and I also do another show called the Miller Times Podcast where we take a look back uh, at the shows of the week that we watch. And we talk about them and, and kind of slam on them most of the time right now. It seems like it, doesn't it, though?
2: Yeah, most of the time. You you need to let Vic do that pitch from now on. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, where can the people find you?
5: Uh, Twitter at LandauDave, davelandau.com for tour dates, uh, dave.landau on Facebook, DT Landau on Instagram, and uh, Meatball Good Times on Grinder.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be
2: right back. Alright, we're back. This was my seventh grade jam.
1: Seventh grade, huh? <laughs> I think so.
2: Sixth or seventh grade. Uh, we are talking dangerous minds. And we are here with our guest on the bottoms up Skype line, bottoms up draft beer, warp speed by Dave Landau and our co host Vic Miller. So let's uh let's start with a little segment on the show. Uh, that Vic and I like. Vic, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. All right. I got to get the music ready. He <laughs> remembered. <laughs>
3: However, are you ready? I am not. Yeah. At least he Dude, remembered. I, I do believe this is the first episode in probably like 20 to 30 episodes that he remembered off the top.
2: <laughs> I know, right? I usually
3: forget. Yeah. So, uh, all right. He wants He wants to appear very professional for Dave. <laughs>
2: I
5: think that's what it is. You're ki- killing it. <laughs>
2: This is the hardest I've ever tried on this show. All right, you ready? Yeah. Vic? I'm ready. Let's hear it. It's a little segment we like to call... Bankroll,
3: Bankroll or, or Bust! Bus. And on this week's episode of Bankroll and Bus, we're going to see if Corey can finally get a W by figuring out the box office take for the movie Dangerous Minds. On a twenty-three million-dollar budget, Corey, what was the box office take for Dangerous Minds? What
1: year did this come
4: out?
3: This came out in nineteen ninety-five.
1: Okay, twenty-three million. I'm gonna go with thirty-five. Vic,
3: Corey. <clears throat> I just want to tell you um, that as far as your streak goes, uh, oh. you have maintained your streak, sir. You Excellent. are a, um, I don't even know what the word for unwinning. Uh, failure? <laughs> yeah,
5: that would be it. <laughs> Unwinning. I, I, don't know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't
3: know how to categorize it at this point. I'm just going to say you are the most unwinningest person ever. You would think you would have gotten one just by accident.
4: By I almost
1: now. did.
3: The You're... actual answer to the question is $179,519,000. Wow. wow. You were so well. What was the budget? $23 million. That's a success. The
5: fact that there was not no. a Dangerous Minds Two is astonishing yeah. to me. A hundred and seventy-nine million dollars.
3: They were afraid to put that many black people on on, on film again. They didn't once. do a sequel. A white girl. Yeah. No. Did you say, remember seeing Dangerous Minds Two come out? You would have watched it.
5: No, I That's
1: didn't watch, true. I didn't watch this until recently. So.
5: See, I bought the soundtrack, but I never went and saw the movie. Well, until like it came out on video.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I saw it on video as well. So let's get let's start with uh let's start with Corey since this was your first viewing of it. What is your does it hold up or not? And remember, don't blow your load on what you think about the movie during this anthem.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it it's Oh yeah, sure. I mean the only I, I don't wanna get I don't wanna say too much. I think it's it's an it's an okay movie, but it it I didn't really So
3: Dave Dave, pardon us. This is what we go through on a weekly basis with Corey. Corey, do you, does it does it hold up? Yes yeah, this or is no. This is a
2: yes, yes. or no question. Yes. that something you always <laughs> turn into a essay.
1: It's hard for me to make a decision. There's no also...
2: space for a paragraph underneath the question, Corey. Yes or no.
4: That's it. It's just yeah. It's a Corey? circle
2: one, not circle and explained. <laughs> There's no show your work. We just want the work.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: We'll
2: get the Vic, work off of you later.
1: Thank you.
3: Yes, yes, it
2: does. All right. For me, it does as well. Did you notice that, Corey?
1: Yeah.
2: We had Vic and I's answers, combined words, were less than what yours were. <laughs> yes and yes. Dave, what about you?
5: <laughs> uh, let's see. Did I think that stand and deliver with karate? <laughs> Mix in a room of Mexican stereotypes hold up? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay now how this in is, fact if, if i can add a paragraph uh to put it bluntly i am shocked that this movie came out in my lifetime and everybody just acted like that was normal behavior <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yes that's actually appropriate for you to explain the answer because once we he lasts so that you could go in about the movie when you go first and with Corey, he tends to tell us all of his thoughts in his answer and then when we get to talk about the movie he's got nothing so you don't so what what about it besides all the stereotypes and everything else? Did you find it I will say this, I found it less corny than I had remembered. I thought it was gonna be cornier than what I had than what it was.
5: Okay, so when the secretary interrupts class to tell her that one student's dead doesn't seem oddly ill timed <laughs> for the grand finale.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she the one that delivers
5: this message? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no reason she goes and tells her that. And in the middle of class, hey, I see you're busy. You know that guy (laughs) you're trying to help? He's dead. Enjoy talking to your
4: class.
3: Well, and I love I loved. Uh... if this was a white high school, there would have been an announcement and the school would have been canceled and there would have been um, so, support uh, animals provided as well as like uh, therapists for everyone. <laughs> but since it's the inner yeah, city, it just gets state delivered states. by the yeah.
2: secretary like it's a note. <laughs>
5: yeah, <She slides laughs> they just the slide door. a little pink note under the door and walk away.
2: Milio's there probably dead. would have been
5: a school assembly where they talk about how to say no to doing drive-bys <laughs> with your cousins.
2: <laughs> well, the, I also thought it was interesting how, like, towards the beginning, how, like, they had all these teachers that came through and got scared out of the classroom by the students that the big issue was her taking them on a field trip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To an like, amusement park. Yeah, they couldn't, they, couldn't, like, they couldn't get a teacher, so they just hired her with no, quali- she wasn't even a qualified teacher. Like right. she wasn't even licensed. They're okay to do that, but they draw their they draw the line
4: mm-hmm.
5: at
2: taking students Yeah, but students also on the scene where
5: she goes to the <laughs> nicest restaurant in town with a seventeen-year-old Mexican kid. Like that happened, and she fucked the the dude.
2: No, I was gonna say <laughs> was there,
5: like,
3: that's it. Like that now what, has a kid with him.
5: I yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's completely. <laughs> Hold up, like, yeah, sure, they go to nice restaurants together, but not because they won a prize. <laughs>
2: well, I guarantee you, that's what I was thinking when like uh like when she goes home to Raul's house to like when she's supposed to tell his parents about mm-hmm. the fight. Like if I was Raul, like Oh, this chick wants to fuck me. (laughs) She didn't tell my parents I got in trouble. She's always wanting. You have a thirty-eight-year-old
5: Michelle Pfeiffer in your house. (laughs) You don't do anything. (laughs) The fact that there wasn't a sub the next day because she was missing is a giant.
3: (laughs) Uh, I don't care how brave of a Marine you are. That's that's That situation doesn't happen in real life. Right.
5: Yeah, you can't karate <laughs> chop a bullet. Right.
3: <laughs> and
2: I did love how that was how she proved herself mm-hmm. to all of them, was just by flinching back yeah. at uh, by, the
5: one yeah, kid with the weird barely voice. By pushing a kid out of the way, and the whole class was like, whoa.
2: Well, let's talk about that huh. class. I ain't never <laughs> seen
5: moves like that, Mrs. A. A-
2: Emilio Emilio looked like the uh, he looked like the uh, the the super popular guy from Clueless. Oh yeah. Who hits on uh, Alicia Silverstone. Right. You know what yeah. I'm talking
5: about? Like and he did he not look like he
2: was in high school.
5: No, I was going to say, yeah, he looked about 47. Would you have been
2: surprised if he <laughs> well, was like it a 21?
5: 21... city. He probably was. Well, <laughs> what That's if it
2: true. was a 21 Jump Street situation? <laughs> what if he was senior. an undercover cop who had gone back to high school to infiltrate?
3: <laughs> he well, went the... back to high school to hit on to, to, to sleep with
5: teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what? How do you feel yeah, if you're his nothing girlfriend? To do with an undercover operation. He's just trying to get some 16-year-old ass. <laughs> his
2: girlfriend with the buck teeth? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? With oh, the, the, ga- the Gap You mean tooth? the Gap Yeah.
5: Yeah, the Gap I think they were That's Bucky, a... too. <laughs> I li- I, dude, Bucky Gap is totally okay with me.
2: And I, th- I thought it was like, how do you feel if you're her? Oh, I guess I'm just going to watch my boyfriend try to fuck the new teacher.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, I bet the issue is like, I'm glad he got shot. <laughs> oh, damn.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Bucky Gap was pretty upset that he died. I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah, I think Bucky so. Gap seemed pretty hurt.
2: And then there was that one guy? Was that one kid supposed to be notorious Big? Which one? <laughs> the
3: one with the hat. Oh yeah. Come on he he was a wannabe, but
5: yeah, I think that's the they, like, so they going. Think about it. Yeah, well mid-90s. they were definitely throwing in popular rappers of the time to try to match the
4: kid.
1: Yeah,
5: and the I've, kids in the room. This
2: movie to me feels like it has a darker reputation than what it actually was. What do you mean? Like, I just, I remember when it came out, it was supposed to be, like, this gritty, you know, uh, kind of dark tale that was rated R, you know what I mean? And besides the cursing, what was about it was rated R. Like, you didn't have, like, Boys in the Hood, you see uh, Ricky get shot. Right. You know what I mean? It's big dramatic scene. You don't even see Emilio die.
5: You but boys in the that. hood holds up like well you know like that's a uh, just a great acted movie this is just Uh-oh, this we're... is seriously stand and deliver or lean on me yeah yeah it's i was about woman... to say it's, it's or the substitute it's stand by
3: me stand by me isn't it with uh with uh no, lean, the... no, lean on
4: me, me.
1: lean it on, on me lean on me yes it's lean on me stand by me is yeah. with Corey feldman
3: Oh
2: yeah, with the
5: the kids in the
2: summer. This does not have a Stand By Me vibe. No, it
1: no, does not it. no.
4: This is
5: this is basically Lean On Me meets uh, the Substitute Three with Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Made you know, given to Michelle Pfeiffer. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's it's.
2: And it's, when you get older, you realize, wait, that contest was this just them trying to find a poem that had the same kind of meaning as a song.
4: Hmm.
5: Like how fucking well, dumb are these how, how, however you can get to She's explaining how Bob Dylan's a poet and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, Bob Dylan. I know Bob Dylan."
1: I'm, I'm sitting so going,
4: you
1: know, Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, "Do they not listen to rap music?" Cuz Right, like That's that is poetry just put to a beat.
2: Yeah, why would she push Bob right. Dylan if she really wanted to reach Although It's still pretty funny when she well, writes uh when she wrote down on the board when she's changing the sentences to try to relate. Uh-huh. God, I wish I would have written down what those sentences were.
1: Oh, she was, well, wasn't, she was it,
3: wasn't hoping, it like she was hoping to find somebody they was, wouldn't I, know, so they, couldn't tell, they couldn't tell that she wasn't being original?
5: Yeah, exactly. Well, and she wrote like, "I want to die." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when all of a sudden the same secretary walks in and is like, "Hey, you got to go into the office and talk to Courtney B. Vance, who's way <laughs> too good to be a principal <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> that guy is such a good actor, and you can tell It was a favor." It was a oh, thing. He was so trying to find depth in that role where he's just like, you'll have to follow the attended curriculum. <laughs> <in> the attended <laughs> curriculum.
3: I am an actor.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know that he's just looking at this going, is this my only line? You have to follow the intended curriculum? Michelle yes, Pfeiffer has something on him. That's why he's in the movie. <laughs> he's got to. That dude played Cochran in The People versus O.J. Simpson. And even in that, he just stands out as such an amazing actor. Like, He's a great actor who is in a lot of terrible things.
1: <laughs> He's not a good choice of uh, of picking out the good the good scripts. Never shoot no. a
2: homeboy.
5: That was one of the. Other that sentences. was one of the
2: sentences.
4: <laughs>
2: Never shoot a homeboy. Which one? Well, Yeah, the if leader? you
5: walked in though, and your teacher was doing that in the classroom. <laughs> Filled with inner city kids. That's the part didn't kid, like, her fat friend across the hallway who uh, just was eating the whole movie. <laughs> and got her the job to begin with is teaching, like, a room of well-mannered white kids. Like, what school is this? <laughs> right. Like, this is the most, like, we've gone back to segregation. You know how uh, they it was, are. It, it, it wasn't even in a bad neighborhood. It was just like, look, we just put the kids from the bad neighborhoods into one room. Right, right. Well, and what a shitty friend. We don't friend.
3: want them to.
5: to... <laughs> what a shitty friend.
2: He tries to warn her, and then she kind of like blows him off vaguely. And he's like, all right, well, fuck it.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what she
5: Yeah, he, she does it anyway. And then the, after the first day where she realizes that she can't reach these gates, she goes home. <laughs> And she's, she goes. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna need to reach him. Leather jacket and a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> These two things. Then they'll, respect me.
3: I am. then
2: they'll respect me. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay, so well, Corey, let's get to your analysis.
1: You well, saved I, it up. Let's hear it. No, well, a lot of the stuff that we've already already kind of talked about. I thought it was it feels like you
2: had nothing and you're just going with that out.
1: No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I I felt the script like Dave said it was it was similar to Lean on Me and, and and Stand and Deliver. Is that the one? Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And and the substitute even it's like it's it's kind of the same movie that just changed changed some of the characters and you get the same outcome. It's kind of like. Eh. Uh, you know visually and everything else yeah it still holds up so that's why i had to go with the yes but i didn't like it wait visually yeah well there'll be some movies you can watch where it's like no this just doesn't hold up and you know it, it's just so like it's you just didn't a, feel
2: like it had as old of a feel
1: to yeah it. yeah I, th- I i felt it was all right but
5: oh yeah i agree it's modern shot there's yeah. no doubt about that yeah
1: yeah, but I, I I just felt like the story itself wasn't kind of unoriginal. Is and...
2: this an instance where the soundtrack was bigger than the movie and has lived on to be bigger than the movie?
1: That's well, th- yeah, most definitely.
2: Well, yeah. Then what other I, mean, I would agree
5: them? because uh, Coolio's drywalling my basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you need to put that hairstyle away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right now. I have neighbors. Can you wear a pants? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, oh, we should get him to do an interview. Dave's like, no, he has a lot of drywalling left to do. He's behind <laughs> schedule already.
4: He's got yeah, he's... a lot of passion, putty to take care of.
2: like, y'all talking him. about Dangerous Minds? I got some incredible <laughs> insight on the Come video.
5: On, no, Coolio, I'll, drywall. Oh, but acapella. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just the drywalling. How about you do that, That's acapella my jam. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Your break is over. How about you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're clocking out from the $11 an hour (laughs) if you're going to start singing. Part (laughs) of this is not enjoying yourself. And you can
1: roll with the homies later.
2: What other movie is like that? That the soundtrack's (laughs) bigger than the movie itself? Um, Mm. Because, like, I mean, I think a lot of the big Well, the
5: big chill.
2: What's the big soundtrack? What's the big song from that soundtrack?
1: Oh, a whole bunch of the 60s. uh,
5: Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson. I don't know it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah th- this is way before Brad's it's time way and it's too, uh- Dave and I are the
2: same age
5: are you yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. He's just way more successful,
2: just, so he seems and feels older. No, I've, I've just
5: watched, <laughs> I just watched older shit. I didn't just listen to Bone no uh, right. Boneshug. No,
3: hold on. Hold on, Dave. Damn it, Vic. Damn, damn it. Dave, stop. Damn it, Vic. You stepped over his <laughs> okay, dad joke. No, it was so good. No, 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 you no, ruined no, no, it. no, no, no. I have to tell Dave. Look, Dave.
5: <laughs> hold on.
3: Every single Time we talk about anything. I can tell you, you can listen to every episode we've ever read. Bone Thugs in Harmony comes in at least (laughs) once a fucking show. At least, like you would think he gets paid for saying their name. Like that's how (laughs) much they Uh, can afford to pay. When you bring that up, (laughs) this is the
2: best fucking
3: thing in the world right
2: here. (laughs) Yeah, but you stepped over his waiting for his dad to come back line. That was perfect. (laughs) So good. You uh, corried it. I don't
3: care. You corried it. No, no.
1: I'm glad. But look,
3: that was my natural reaction to him saying one of the greatest things ever said on this show. So (laughs) That's what I have to say to you,
1: sir. (laughs) You know what I have to say
2: to you? I miss my Uncle Charles, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. i should have been on ah. I tell you what, though,
1: you, you mentioned the music. Though, I think is if it wasn't for the Coolio song in this movie, uh, I would have thought this was a Lifetime movie. The music was that bad.
5: It was on a Lifetime movie. No,
1: Heaven
2: Thanks is a good song. A song we played. Well, I,
5: th- out I don't brick. think I don't think Rap and Forte would have had a hit without that album.
1: I w- Oh, that's right. He was on there.
5: Well,
2: it's uh. Let's talk about the music because we were talking about this off air, and Dave and I have talked about this several times. He's like, one, it, And it's because I think he was like the first person I found that
3: agreed with me. Uh, hold, hold on, before you go there, can I ask a question real quick, Corey? Yes. Everything oh, you boy. said about this movie uh-huh. was I didn't like it, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: but what, it held up did, because
3: it did was it hold modernly if you didn't shot. Like it?
1: Yeah, what? What was that? That's,
3: about? So that's the only reason why it holds up.
1: Yeah, I I, it still holds up. I mean, it's still to me, it's not good. If I if it if it were, you know, just utter utter garbage, then I would say no, it doesn't. Or if it's you know doesn't last the test of time, something like Austin Powers movie, I rewatched the first one. You know, within the last couple years, I'm like, this doesn't hold up. You know,
2: yeah, but that's because those are that's it's like a parody movie. Parody movies never hold up because they're topical jokes for the time. Yeah. So
5: airplane though. Airplane and Naked Gun have lasted forty years. I tell you what, airplane. I actually had
2: a friend who uh, the other day we were playing uh, NBA Two K, uh, and he goes, uh, "I said something I can't remember something." Said, and he goes, "Surely," uh, he goes, uh, "Surely you're not going to do that." And I just said, "I am going to do that. Don't call me Shirley." And he had no idea what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's one of the greatest jokes ever. But yeah, yeah airplane—that's—that's—but that's more the exception to the rule. I mean, look at.
5: Agreed. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to get you sucker, though. I guess we could say 70s and 80s parodies tend to hold up, and that yeah,
2: scary movie the original holds up too. Actually, yeah, and
1: I, didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, think I'm going to get you sucker holds up really well.
5: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't but, think it really did.
2: But but Austin Powers,
5: I think just because it mocks black exploitation, it kind of holds up as well as like even new Black Jesus or you know something made more recently, just because it's making fun of just a certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, category that's been gone for so long
1: yeah
3: and it, i think it hits on all the tropes that are necessary for that category in a funny
5: right. way right it, uh, yeah, it,
3: I makes agree. It, it, it holds up because i think it held up on our when we reviewed it too so
1: yeah i think I, th- I i yeah i agree with you i think it's just hard for me because i i'm such a big fan of black dynamite that after watching you know, oh god damn after it. seeing <laughs> black dynamite and then seeing it's like wow it's like ah, i don't know just I would say black dynamite <laughs> over it.
3: So, so you remember what I just said about bone thugs? Black dynamite <laughs> is Corey's. Every <laughs> okay. fucking time we talk anything, it's black dynamite, goddamn it. I don't right. think Lord. I've
1: mentioned that on this Every show.
3: podcast, even on the Miller's Miller <laughs> no time, you're like black dynamite. We did that
1: off air. Nobody knew that, <laughs>
3: doesn't matter. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you be. were you were saying something about other th- other songs that uh, were better than the, the soundtrack's better than the movie. What about 8 Mile?
2: I thought that was a good movie. I I only yeah, saw it the one time.
5: I really liked the movie.
2: And then and the, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. You have one iconic song, but I feel like that movie. I because people liked that movie when
3: it came out. Well, I guess
2: they like that, I think Minds. the, sound, I think the yeah, music, they might I think, be
3: similar. Maybe the music was bigger because it was already out there. Because Dangerous Minds, like I think that I. I I feel like a lot of the music was more tailored towards the, sh- the movie than I think. Eight Miles, like the movie, the music was out well, there no, and they kind of no, tailored he, the, no, to I the mean, story. To no,
2: it. no, that that. Lose Yourself was tailored to Eight Mile Vic because he literally says in the song, "There's no Mackay Pfeiffer."
4: I don't think he was. No, yeah, I don't think there, he was yeah. prophesizing
2: no, like, that no. Mackay Pfeiffer was going to be involved with that. That's the some song point that was made
3: specifically for the movie. I'm talking about the fact that a lot of the music that was in it was shit that he had already made. So like, oh, well, it, so it, was, so it was about okay. his story. It's not his
2: yeah, life. Yeah, okay. Well, about that one particular
5: uh, song. 90s Lose Yourself though has been used after that in so many movies, which is about like people, like ad executives or whatever you know getting ready for a speech like lose yourself is massive it is i mean i get the comparison of why that would be bigger i mean that is a i bet you that soundtrack sold more than the movie i mean without a doubt i imagine
4: definitely
1: i got one who's the man the old Ed Lover, Dr. Dre movie? Yeah.
5: Dr. Dre one, yeah. I
2: don't think either <laughs> of those lived on to be iconic.
5: <laughs> no, yeah, uh, the fact that a guy can just call himself Dr. Dre means so little that Dr. Dre doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's like, I'm not,
3: I'm not going to send you a cease and desist, dude. You're funny. Yeah, Dre <laughs> had
5: so no yeah.
2: issue with people having to be like, which, which Dr. Dre for about two years.
5: Right. No, here's oh yeah, and I'm sure people who are around him are just like, Dr. Dre looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> that, And I'm sure he's
3: probably pissed since he was Dr. Dre before Dr.
5: Dre was That's Dr. true, yeah this That is just true just <laughs> Dr. Dre not only sampled music but sampled <laughs>
1: that man's
4: name <laughs>
1: Now, I, I've, I've got kind of a serious one here but I don't know how big the soundtrack really is Judgment Night Judgment Night?
5: Oh, mm-hmm. man. No, I got to agree with that, actually, because Atari... Is it Atari Teenage Riot? That song was massive.
1: Yeah, they're on the there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like Cypress Hill's on there. What it is, it's rap rap groups and rock groups combining each on each Which song. Which has
2: become, like, my new favorite genre. Is Travis Barker remixing any rap song?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like i
5: would i would agree with that like i love that movie uh because it's ridiculous i think that uh it definitely financially the soundtrack was way bigger than the movie
1: yeah i had i had it on cassette i bought it on cassette when it came out i was uh what, what had it been high school because i think that was about 92 93 yeah. somewhere in there yeah
2: okay yeah, high school for you was the '60s, but <laughs>
5: And and the whole movie, like, oh god, the movie's the bad guy of just '90s Dennis Leary walking around being Dennis Leary. It's mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah, like when you rewatch it. Yeah, I want. Uh, I've been wanting to watch it. Uh, I haven't seen it on lately. So yeah, I I bought it. I had to buy it on DVD, and I probably I watched it once a Do not remember
3: this fucking movie at all.
1: Yeah, Emilio Estevez, Dennis... I Wait, is that like where they I've have to get, crawl through the city
2: or some shit?
5: There yeah, is. they're getting chased by Dennis Miller or <laughs> Dennis Miller, Dennis Leary and two other gangsters. <laughs> Would be a way a better movie if it was Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Hey, yeah, no, it, 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 yeah. Where are you <laughs> going, babe? And, I want to go stick, kill them Hume guys. Stephen Dorff and unknown Jeremy Piven at the time. Mm-hmm. And Emilio Estevez.
2: So bald Jeremy <laughs> Piven.
5: Yeah. Ball Jeremy Piven and, uh, yeah, Steven Dorf is uh, Emilio Estevez's is his little brother.
2: Well, what I want to talk about with this movie's soundtrack in particular is Coolio. Mm-hmm. And the misconception that everyone seems to have that Coolio was this one-hit wonder. That Gangster's Paradise was Coolio's one big hit. And that they put him in the same category as an MC Hammer or a vanilla uh,
5: ice, or you know, any
2: of those people. Oh,
5: dude, I agree. Yeah, it's he completely has so wrong. Many, I mean, Fantastic Voyage, mm-hmm. uh, I'll see you when you get there. That dude had constant hits, actually, rolling for several with years. The
1: homies. <laughs> Say that you again, know? so everyone can hear you, Corey. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, rolling with the homies.
2: <laughs> rolling with the homies. That is... That is I, he, that whole Gangster's Paradise album, though, the actual album, is a damn good album.
1: I'd have yeah, to go is. back and listen to it.
2: Smiling is a good song that nobody's ever heard of. Uh,
1: One, two, three, four. That's, I don't
2: think that's on the same album.
1: Is that on the second album? I think it is.
2: Maybe Either way, uh, Too Hot, which Dave was not aware of until uh, a couple of weekends ago when we worked together in Pennsylvania. Too Hot, did you know that song is all about AIDS?
4: No.
5: I did not know, and I was amazed once I looked up the lyrics that <laughs> he sang it.
4: Actually,
2: look up those. Or, well, Corey, you don't touch anything. Uh, I'm going to look up those lyrics and read them right now. Vic, do you remember the song? Yeah, vaguely. It was. Uh, it was like that. I kind of remember it. What was the? What was the? It was like an 80s song. I want to say that was the uh, sample.
5: Oh, I know it too, and I can't think of the.
2: Here we go. Here it is. Here's a little bit of it.
3: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Okay, so if you—I uh, wondered if you were going to play the
1: whole
3: It's song. it's like a roll call of everybody who slept with everybody, and that first guy had AIDS. Yeah, if
2: you yep. if you didn't catch the lyrics, um. It's everybody listen up because I'm about to get my speak on. Fools be tripping when it's time to get their freak on. Running around town, putting it down without no protection for the erection. When it's time for selection, what's your direction? Before you make a choice, you better do some inspection. If you don't know my aim and don't know my game, then... Let me explain now. Aisha slept with Mark, and Mark slept with Tina, and Tina slept with Javier the first time he seen her. Javier <laughs> slept with Lupe, and Lupe slept with Rob because he was rolling on beads and had a good-ass job. <laughs> Rob <Rock laughs> slept with Lisa, who slept with Steve, and Steve was positive. HIV was started off as a plan, ended up in the plot. You better cool your ass off because it's too damn hot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: what I think we should do right now, Dave? You... you uh you're not familiar. We actually have uh, some guests that pop in from time to time. Oh uh, no! I think we should have. <laughs> I think we should have one of our, our friends of the show read those lyrics. Who? Who do you think it should be? Hmm. Should it be uh old Miley?
3: Creepy Christopher Lambert. Creepy Christopher Lambert. All right, here we go. The, the, the subject matter warns Christopher Lambert. Okay.
2: Are you ready? <laughs> Everybody, listen up, because I'm about to get my speak on. Fools be tripping when it's time to get their freak on. Run around town putting it down without no protection for the erection. When it's time for selection, what's your direction? Before you make a choice, you better do some inspection. If you don't know my aim and don't know my game, then let me explain. AISA slept with Mark and Mark slept with Tina. Tina <laughs> slept with Javier the first time he seen her. Javier slept with Lupe and Lupe slept with Rob because he was rolling on beads and had a good ass job. <laughs> Rob slept with Lisa who slept with Steve and Steve was positive. HIV. Pew! Pew! <laughs> 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 All right, you know, I might is- have
5: to. I might have to take back my "how great Coolio is." It really does feel like he just had a rhyming diction- dictionary <laughs> and just wrote around <laughs> it.
2: Uh, we'll do the Miley one af- for the after. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, see
5: erection protection
4: selection. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Kind of goes back to old school rap where
5: it was all about the
3: rhyme and the rhythm, true. Not, the, not the you know the the yelling and the uh, the auto tune. So
5: <laughs> yeah, fits. yeah, or even the real gangster rap, it was just the rhythm of the boogity beat.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's kind of <laughs> like the la- he was like the last vestige of that.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true.
3: Is there a more
2: underrated rapper than Coolio?
5: Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, by by far, Royce the Five Nine.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Most definitely. And most people
2: are like, who? Is there anybody (laughs) else that people do that with? My friend
4: John, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is there
2: anybody else that people do that with, where they say he's a one-hit wonder because it's the only song they remember? But if you go and look, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of songs. well it's songs like that, that it's you like remember sir, what you hear like
1: sir mix a lot that's one where it gets thrown in the in the one hit wonder because the baby got back but there are so many other songs but
2: yeah but he didn't have another song like one two three four or fantastic voyage or see you when you get there no. everybody thought coolio was a one hit wonder because of fantastic voyage that's the ironic thing mm-hmm. like when fantastic voyage came out everybody thought that was him being a one hit wonder and then he kept putting out Starface songs that kind of
5: looked at like a one hit wonder
1: that's a good one
5: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, those are really the only. Ones I mean,
2: I, and I don't understand it. It's it's one of those things where he's he's like a he's like a Nickelback he's like Nickelback.
1: He's a joke rapper
2: people use for you know when they're making a joke it's, about rappers. But it's like no, the dude was
5: pretty legit. Yeah. No, you know what it was though. It, what really ruined his career was uh, when Weird Al Yankovic made uh, Amish yeah. Paradise. Uh, he got I mean, all pissed off and yeah. was like getting hard with Weird Al, and that's, it's kind of, it's almost silly. Like,
3: like, you, you see yeah. all of the people that he's on basically honored by making his parody song, like, he knows that people like enough to make a parody about it, and most other people were like, ah, oh, he made a song about my song, that's cool, but Bakulio cool, was just like, look, bitch, I'm not getting enough well, money no. out of this. Here's <laughs> what
2: I think happened,
3: here's what right, I think exactly. happened,
2: they approached him about it, and they showed him the checks he would probably get for it, and he was like, yeah, and he didn't really know what he was agreeing to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then when he heard Amish Paradise, he was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. That's when I signed up. Because Weird Al Yankovic, his whole thing was like, well, he's, he's
4: we he <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
5: But he's publicly said that, you know, he's like, you know, my song, Anxious Paradise is deep and it's about the struggle and it's the hood. And to sit there and make fun of it like that. And you kind of look and go, you know, you're. Your your song is in a movie where a, a woman teaches kids karate <laughs> right. while she wears a leather jacket and cowboy boots.
4: It's, it's really not about
3: the struggle, dude.
5: <laughs> yeah. The, the, song, the song just made everybody think that it was gangsters, not just a classroom of the kids from the wrong side of the tracks. It was basically the breakfast club meets the substitute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Who, who has looked more fatter while speaking? Who's looked fatter while speaking, LV, in this video, when they do that side shot of him, or Biggie in that when interview? When
5: he's sweating
2: on the toilet. He, that was, yeah, when he's more money, more problems, and he's just laying back, and you can hear the fat coming out. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> he's my man says, well, more, more, money, more problems. more problems. <laughs> like, who looks fatter? Is it LV? Biggie wins
3: that. Biggie wins. That Biggie, dude. let's put it on a poll. Biggie wins. Biggie. That. Let's put it on a Twitter you, poll. When you, basically, when you basically have a um, an attack of uh, like you need to have your CPAP on between takes. There's Surprise. yeah, but Surprise. but whenever they show
2: LV on the side, like from the side wrap yeah. it looks like that Alfred Hitchcock silhouette is rapping.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Biggie would be dead regardless. Of this <laughs> would
3: be. Right.
5: Yeah, yeah you, you knew did, know it was it
3: coming.
2: <laughs> Tell the people on that USA yeah. show, guys, you don't really need to, to figure this out. You know what I'm mm. talking about? Have you seen the previews for that? Yeah, yeah. What is the guy's yeah, name? That... The guy from Transformers.
1: Oh, Justin Hamill?
2: Yeah, he's one of the detectives. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be a little insulting, yeah. right?
1: He's doing Taco Bell yeah. commercials. I don't think this is... It's going
2: to be a little insulting, like, like, oh, we have to have this white guy who wants to get to the, the bottom of these, oh. of these murders. Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: I thought mother. you were talking about it's insulting. Yeah, it's why doing this they movie. should shoot
2: more white kids?
1: Uh, oh boy, now we're back to that. That's
2: how you yeah. That's how you do it. Bring full Ooh, circle.
1: That's full circle. Um, right.
2: All right. Anything else on Dangerous Minds?
1: No.
3: Vic. No, I was just looking. Uh, I just looked up. Uh, he's got nine albums under his record and over fifty different TV slash movie appearances. I thought you were going to say he's, five... he's actually who? Coolio? What?
2: Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. he start doing like shit on Nickelodeon?
1: He was on. He, he was in Batman. Dude, and Robin. He was on. He was. He
3: was in the
5: Squidbillies, dude. I believe he was on one of the MTV reality shows with like Sherman Hemsley. So, uh, uh, Surreal Surreal life.
3: He did, life. Uh, he did uh, he life. Uh, the c- celebrity wife swap. Oh, there was another. God, yeah. There was
1: another one another uh, celebrity like reality show that he did too where they had to I remember they had to make some kind of restaurant. I don't remember. Rachel it versus was. Guy celebrity cook off. Wait wait wait. wait. That's no wait,
2: who was the who was his like partner for the celebrity wife swap? Who did he switch wives with?
3: Um
2: hold on. Let me It'd be great if have... it was like
5: fucking uh... Elton John. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um I don't know if they have let me see if they have the actual episodes. Because oh, it, it, yeah, uh, it would be season stupid. one. Here it is. Hold on, one second. Uh, nope, not season one. Oh, Julio no. and Mark McGrath.
4: Wow. wow, how do you feel, so your Mark got- McGrath
3: wife?
5: <laughs> right <laughs> cool, dude like... I think we've completely got to the bottom of why he's not taken seriously <laughs> 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 it's, it's completely a matter of choice
2: wait do you think that it was the song Amish Paradise that pissed him off or Weird Al's I... cover and the fact that he called the album Bad Hair Day do you remember the album cover? Mm. it oh, was yeah. like the parody of yeah, yeah with the Coolio locks
5: yeah, I, I I think that was the whole thing, though, is the whole idea of Weird Al was people always love that he makes a video of them. And Coolio was the same guy that, you know, was the only guy that got mad. It's if you look at Eminem, too, when he kind of cooled off for a little bit is when he punched Triumph the <laughs> insult comic.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you just kind of lose street credit if you're, you know... <laughs> Punching a <laughs> beef is
3: with a is with a puppet dog. Yeah.
5: Attacking puppets at <laughs> ninety pound juice
2: <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest beef of all time, by the way, right?
1: That was that was for a rapper. That wasn't fake. Yeah.
2: Eminem and Moby? I don't think so.
1: No, I mean with uh Triumph the Insult. No, I don't it.
2: think so. I think there was a time in his life when he was angry.
5: I thought that No, was... but the Eminem and Moby has got to be the weirdest beef ever. Yeah. Just right next to Coolio and Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> do you think
2: Moby at any point in time was like, how did I get into this?
3: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how did I get dragged into this?
2: I'm just a gay electronica guy.
1: I don't even have <laughs> lyrics in my songs. What the hell? it <laughs> yeah, would be it's really like, hard I, for I Moby just... to do the,
2: the, ba- the battle track The bat. battle rap? He's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just, just playing a bunch of synthesizers. Yeah. He's got yeah. he's
1: got audio <laughs> clips from other people saying it plays sentences. the
2: pitch really high.
1: Like,
5: yeah,
2: that's, oh,
5: <laughs> Moby's
2: talking some shit. Well,
5: well, that was the thing though, because both Moby and Weird Al were like, "I I like the guy." I'm scared.
2: <laughs> How would you like, feel if that to you? Like someone you like, someone whose music you listen to, and then all of a sudden they're beefing with you? Yeah, you're like, "Oh damn it!" Now I can't listen to the Marshall Mathers LP. <laughs>
5: but you're not even in their wheelhouse, like. There's no reason why Moby should be involved <laughs> with <laughs> anything Eminem would ever do.
3: So here's a question. Did you guys bring up Judgment Day because Coolio was in it?
1: No, I didn't know he was in it. Wait,
3: no, no. Judgment Night, right?
1: Yeah, Judgment Night.
3: Oh, okay. Because he's in a movie called Judgment Day. Uh, <laughs> that was a sequel. Oh, okay. wow.
5: Yeah, that was part two. <laughs> 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 is it? What is Judgment Day? What...
3: Uh,
2: hold
5: on. Was we that a
1: zombie it. movie? Like a direct? I feel to- like it was. It feels it was. like
2: it would the, the yeah, Coolio does feel like he would be in some sort of like direct to video zombie.
1: Yeah, it's like a sci-fi. Movie. Okay, so it with
3: this with an enig I can't say the word. Speak enigmatic leader seizes the only man capable of devising a way to stop a giant meteor from hitting the Earth.
2: Oh my God. What is What are your bets? This, is Coolio the ign- en- enigmatic leader, or is he the guy who can stop the uh, meteor from hold striking the Earth? On,
4: hold, on, hold,
3: on. hold on. A female agent <laughs> teams up with a prisoner Ice-T.
2: <laughs> to get oh, oh you shouldn't have side. said that the prisoner was Ice-T, because if I would have given <laughs> you the option of teaming up with a prisoner, all of us would have gone Coolio's the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> So what was Coolio in that?
3: Oh no, I, I'm looking for it. Uh, God, I hope Luther. he's the guy that can stop the meteor. Coolio as Luther. It doesn't. He's just Luther.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just a guy. Come on,
3: this was a Mario Van Peebles movie. <laughs> Do you think movie, he was so brought you
2: know it in?
4: good.
3: Do
2: you think he was yeah. brought in as an extra, and then nobody noticed until they were doing the <laughs> editing, and then they were like, "Wait, is that guy sitting at the diner? Coolio? <laughs>
3: we gotta credit he, him. Call him he Luther. He showed up." He showed up to set with iced tea for some reason, and they just blew <laughs> him in the movie. Call yeah. him Lucy.
5: No, just because uh, Mario Van Peebles called and I was like, "Remember how uh, we did New Jack City together?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Julio this is kind of like ta- that, but no, my budget's thirteen dollars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> yeah,
5: I man, Mario Van Peebles. That is, he's like Melvin Van Peebles, but worse. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> His dad made
5: sweet, sweetback's badass song, and he made New Jack City. Right. I like New I got, Jack City, though. I, I do too. Yeah. Leprechaun
3: in the hood, people. Come on. Hey,
5: that's, yeah, that's uh, true. That is a thing.
1: I think <laughs> Leprechaun and in the Hood may be our St. Patrick's Day movie for either this year or next year. I thought we were going in order. I know. I don't know which one. China I think we're on
3: three. Force. We're supposed. Yeah, we're supposed to be going in order.
1: Yeah, we are going to go in order, but I don't know which one that falls as.
3: All right.
2: Before we gotta close up, uh, Dave, have you seen any movies recently that uh, that were interesting to you?
5: I, I have seen some movies. But have you seen the
3: Black Panther? Which apparently uh, they don't like it because it's black.
5: Well, personally, I I refuse to watch, and I won't let my son play with the toys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He can Which, only by have the way, claw. is a whole
5: controversy I don't understand. I'm like, I had a, a Landau Calrissian toy. I had Mr. T. I had all the G.I. Joes. This is, uh, I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, I have not seen Black Panther. I've heard actually nothing but good things, though. Is it? Have you, have you guys actually watched it?
2: Uh, Yeah, we're saving that for the next episode, Vic.
5: Okay, I didn't mean to jump the gun. No, 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 no. Vic
1: did. No, yeah, Vic did. Of course, Vic but we, did, it, to his oh, defense, um, we didn't tell him. Did you him.
2: take that chair on yeah. Facebook? Everybody was was passing around
1: the what? Oh, Corey, doesn't, Corey doesn't know
2: what I'm talking about because he doesn't have black friends on Facebook. You didn't see that? I'm a button. There was that meme of like the big African-looking throne, and there's a caption that says, "I'm taking this chair with me to see Black Panther, and nobody's stopping me." <laughs> 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 That's how I imagine Vic went and watched it in Delaware. Him and his neighbor,
4: <laughs> <laughs> the only two people at the screening. <laughs> <laughs> Only black people are allowed to go see that movie, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I <what? laughs> So
3: I, I love, I, well, since, oh, hold on. Are we not going to talk about this or are we going to talk We're about We're going to talk about it next episode. So,
2: Dave, right, what yeah. is a movie you've seen recently that you would either recommend or warn people to stay away from?
5: I would watch, uh, if you like horror, the movie The Ritual. I watched it last night. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's it's actually uh, it's really good of where it goes and how actually crazy a Lost in the Woods movie can get.
2: The Ritual, I've seen that. I, I need to watch that. I'm a big. I skipped movie over
3: again. it last night. I was gonna watch it last night. And what did you think of the Open of- House?
5: I liked it.
2: Yeah, see, I thought I I thought it was okay. Um, I don't know. I, I Corey didn't like it. I didn't like it.
5: I felt it was a typical horror um, that was just done in the way that, like, Prom Night or anything, it went exactly where you thought it would go. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like. It was a very basic horror movie that, you know, I don't think it was amazing, but I did like it.
1: I just, what
3: about the new Cloverfield movie? Did you see that
5: one? Uh, I hated it.
3: <laughs> yeah, Garbage
2: Fire, right? hmm <laughs> Piece of
4: Did you guys trash. like it? No. no. It's no. It's ridiculous. horrible. Yeah. And,
2: we talked about this a few episodes ago. Vic and I, like, because we knew 10 Cloverfield Lane was basically an independent movie that they, that what's his fucking name, liked. J.J. J. Abrams. J.J. J. Abrams liked. And so he was like, oh, I bet I can get the studios to put this movie through if I attach Cloverfield
5: to it. Yep. So well, they, that's why the ending he was so it, yep. bad. It was but a great Vic movie. And were,
2: exactly.
4: and Vic and I were, exactly. Vic and I were
2: okay with that. We said we will take these movies all day. If the if you get a take Cloverfield Lane*, like I can watch right. that great movie and then deal with a bullshit ending. Yes. This time was just garbage from mm-hmm. the start.
4: Yeah.
5: Well, because it's a bullshit ending, and a bullshit movie. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The whole thing is just.
3: Well, the fact that they did that, and now there's the fourth one's about to come out in the theaters. So, like, it, it's it's they go, okay, we're going to make this movie and they're like, well, we'll throw it in the Cloverfield world. And then they just give them a laundry list of shit to throw in the movie to make it connect. Like we need, yeah. a, we need a guy named this. We need this logo. We need this piece of thing here. We need this here, And you know, inject all of this into the movie and we can connect it to Cloverfield. We'll call it a Cloverfield movie.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it was. And it's weird. Cause you know, the first one is amazing. I really do like 10 Cloverfield lane besides the ending, but to fall off that much from the first two and really the first one because the first one is an alien movie it's an it's an alien invasion movie basically or, or godzilla or whatever yeah, and I mean, then this one is just it's it's essentially uh what was that movie prometheus but yeah. no budget and just unwatchable and prometheus
2: was <laughs> garbage too
5: yeah it's, i hated that too cuz i don't need a prequel to alien
2: <laughs> yeah, they've not they've not done the space movie right in a while because that that new alien movie covenant or whatever was garbage. Yeah.
5: Yeah,
3: and I'm a huge fan of anything to do with aliens and I hated that movie.
5: Me too, <laughs> yeah. I'm the and I love I love the first alien, I love yep. alien 2, 3. I I just yeah. I even like alien versus predator, but this one yep. was just The first bad. one of those I never saw AVP 2 yeah it's it's not it's not it's not pretty dude it's just
3: not pretty
4: at
3: all yeah anytime they add that's a really that's a really bad low feeling on yourself night where you're just like everything's gone wrong I might as well watch a shitty movie that's when you watch that movie
2: anytime they add a word like (laughs) Requiem Requiem to a title or something like (laughs) that it's gonna be (laughs) shitty wasn't
3: there a whole movie called Requiem of a Dream or something that's a great
2: movie yeah yeah that movie
5: well and that movie is one of those movies where also afterwards you feel really shitty except that depressed feeling is before or is after you watch (laughs) that film that is the craziest ending i watched a man vomit after that movie ended and i just that's god that's a fucked up movie
2: i was dating a girl and we had just moved in together a few weeks before that this is in my early 20s and we're, it's like a Sunday afternoon, we're at home, and she sees that movie, and she's like, oh, I want to watch this movie. And I'm like, no, you don't. And she's like, yeah, I really do. I love Marlon Wayans. Yeah. And I'm like, you're yeah, not going to like say, this, Marlon Wayans.
5: Brother this.
2: <laughs> and so she goes, I was like, all right. I go, but you're not going to feel right after it's over. So I've seen this movie a thousand times at this point. I actually fell asleep. I woke up as like the credits were starting. And she was just sitting next to me on the bed, curled up in like a ball, rock, rocking back and forth, going, you're right. I don't feel right. I shouldn't have watched this. I don't feel right.
5: And I was like, I told you. Yeah, it's like, yeah it's, well, yeah, it's like, how did you like uh, Keith David, the dad from something about Mary being the creepy version <laughs> of that character? <laughs> <laughs> like the reason why like, Keith ass. David works so well is because of something about Mary and they live, and he can be put into campy movies. And that right. he's jarring because he's like, "Come on, baby, I didn't just take it out for air."
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and then we did drugs. And uh, she was Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because there's nothing that, uh, that makes you want to do drugs more than requiem for a
2: drink. The Jared hey, I just arm this, getting Jennifer. cut in half.
5: Yeah, Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Connelly going ass to ass for ass a room of Asian businessmen. Yeah, that's, that's the, that makes you want to try yeah. heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that is the
2: part though where like even though it's in like one of the darkest points of the movie and you've seen all this dark shit every time it still makes me laugh just when that because they like it's like he's like on a game show when they ask that guy mm-hmm. He's like what do you want him to do he's like ass to ass <laughs> was, like,
4: <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 all right uh anything else about no, dangerous no, no, minds here. or ass to ass either either the it last makes
4: it- it Vic,
2: Vic, anything <laughs> about uh, Dangerous Minds or Ass to Ass either?
3: <laughs> I have nothing for Ass to Ass, sir. Dangerous Mind. Um, I actually, I mean, it's 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 it held up to me simply because it was a good watch. Like it was, it, I don't know. I don't know about the the what Corey was saying. I don't know. I guess I don't understand that statement as to it was modernly shot. I don't know. It just but, holds
1: up visually. There are movies that are. I mean, they're I'm sh- I'm I'm not gonna sit here and, and try and remember, uh, you know. Specific. Well, I think the
5: cinematography. Not to interrupt you, but I agreed with you because the cinematography definitely feels like it was done well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, For its there, time. Yeah, exactly, and 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 that in itself still holds up. That's what I'm referring yeah. to. So so yeah, I mean.
3: It just threw me when you said, "Yeah, I liked it, but I you're like, I liked the I liked the way it was shot, but I didn't like the movie." I'm yeah. Like, and how does it hold up?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Just because. <laughs>
3: Well, have you got have you gotten closure on that, Vic?
2: I'm
1: good. I'm good. It's, right. it's,
3: it's not unusual for Corey to throw me. So it's, it's not. Awkward. Unusual. <laughs> Stab him in the neck. This music couldn't right come
2: now. on fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is our episode. Thank you for listening to the Showdown Podcast. For Corey Miller. Yep. Vic Miller. That's me. Our very special guest, Dave Landau. Hi. i'm brad scott thank you for listening hey y'all everybody listen up i'm about to get my speak on fools be tripping when it's time to get their freak on run around town putting it down without no protection for the erection when it's time for a selection, what's your direction? Before you make a choice, you better do some inspection, buddy. If you don't know my name and don't know my game, then let me explain. Now, I Aisha slept with Mark. Mark slept with Tina. Tina slept with Javier the first time I seen her. Javier slept with Lupe, and Lupe slept with Rob because he was rolling on beats and had a good-ass job, buddy. Rob slept with Lisa, who slept with Steve, and Steve was positive HIV. Well, started off as a plan ended up in the plot. You better cool your ass off because it's too damn hot, buddy.